last week on Lore Seekers. It looks like, you know, like when you when you have a balloon and it's blown up. Yeah. And then you tie the end into a knot so the air doesn't get out, right? Yeah. It looks like the inside of that balloon knot. And that's all I'll say about that. I think we should move on now. You know, one thing I would really like to see, and I'm really kind of, I'm really glad you brought that up, is new armor sets, especially as, you know, we get closer to Halloween and whatnot, that are just, you know, ragged looking, they're decrepit, they're dark, sinister looking, they're just tarnished, like, to, it's, you know, ancient. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Lore Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Oh, oh. oh my god. Oh. My calves are sore. Um, I'm sore all over. This is a rough day. What can I get you boys? Oh, hi. Uh, what What are you ordering? Usually I just let you order, but do you have a, do you have a no, thing? No, you normally order first. Shornhelm Sour for me, please. It, it varies. It varies. All right, fine. Daggerfall Rye. Daggerfall Rye. Coming right I don't up. know why you got to be like that. Ooh, that sounds better. It does sound better. I know. I don't even like sours. I'm not a sour guy. I don't know. I guess one in Rome... When in Rome. Do as the Romans do. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, we're in Rome right now. That's so lore-breaking. It's lore-breaking. Well, at least you didn't say Azeroth. Oh, my God. It's like we're in the Goldshire right now. I can't even bring you anywhere. Goldshire Tavern. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> How you doing? How's it going? I'm good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. It's been a good week. You've been busy? You've been busy? I have. It's been, uh, well... I have quite an embarrassing moment. Okay. I guess it's not that bad, but... Did you, did you violently fart in public? How do you violently fart? Have you ever seen that YouTube video of that rhino that farts and his tail's wagging like crazy? Poops that, going everywhere? That's a poop. That yeah. That, there's a there's a huge difference <laughs> well, that was between... A, I mean, I guess a technically that... A poop. <laughs> technically, I guess that was a shart, but you know. I mean, like, you oh. know, like, I'm talking that kind of noise, you know. No, like are you at that? it wasn't that. Oh, all right. It was an in-game thing. Oh, okay. Gosh, I guess the story that I'm going to tell is going to pale in comparison <laughs> to a shark. <laughs> it's, it's not that big of a deal because oh. it it yeah. lends to what I've been doing for the week. So right. I, uh, I'm messing with my uh, Magicka Templar build and I needed, much to my chagrin, uh-huh. I needed a Sigic skill line. Yeah skill yeah and i hadn't even started it on him so i was like okay i guess i gotta do this so i started doing it and i only needed to go about halfway up the tree but then like i was starting everybody's like hey come run come run dungeons and come do these things with us and i'm like "Mm, i can't i've been putting this off i really got to do this i need the skill yeah they're like just buy it i go oh that's a good idea so i went to go see if i could just buy the skill line with crowns Uh uh-huh and it turns out I didn't even finish it on on my Sork. I thought I'd finished the skill line, but it turns out I just needed a couple of skills, well. so I stopped. 
Well, those are rookie numbers. Yeah. You got to so get that guess up. What? <laughs> That's what my week's been full of. Grinding Sigic. That sounds tr- yeah. uh, difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, finishing up the Imperial City event, um, I pretty much went in all the way until Sunday, and then Sunday I was kind of locked up, so I wasn't even able to log in, but yeah, start Monday. Uh-huh. It was all Sigic all day. Well, that sounds... Yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny. I picked that up on my Templar, so I got my Templar up to 40 this, this past week. Very nice. So Very thank you. nice. Thank you. Uh, trucking along. And, uh, yeah, picked up the Sigic line. And, man, you, you go and you step in Somerset. And, uh, gosh, that zone. Mm-hmm. That is, that's one that sticks with you. I don't know what it is about that, but, man. It's still pretty. Oh. There's no doubt. It's always going to be pretty. Um, but what I will say is that going back to do Sigic again even though I didn't finish it the first time. Yeah. Was, it's a little trying. It, it does, it's a little grindy. But yeah. the good thing is all the areas that you get to go to, especially on a new-ish character, uh-huh. you get to unlock race shrines. You oh, get yeah. to go get sky shards. You get to go and delve. So that's why it's taken me so long. Because I'll go to a zone, and if there's a shiny, I'm stopping at the shiny, or I'm, I'm, a lot of times I'm just running. Oh, yeah. I was running. And I started running. So yeah. I rode Black Panther Party. <laughs> so anyway, that's my uh, that's my week. Um, it's been good, though. I mean, I I don't know. It just keeps me coming back. And there's, there's some new boxes coming. Oh, dude. Dude. I know we're going to talk about it, but. <laughs> oh, I thought of you. And I almost called you. But like, nope, save for the show. Oh, we have got some things to talk about. Well, everybody, thanks again for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We love you long time. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast, Volume 5, Episode 9, where we chitty chat about the Elder Scrolls Online. We are your hosts. My name is Jibs. I'm joined by my brother from Antarctica. 190 pounds soaking wet cash. Add 15 pounds and way south of Antarctica. (laughs) Okay. That's where I'm at. All right. Well, I think I weigh close to the same amount you do. I don't know now. I don't know. Well, what do you weigh now? I, I, my battery ran out in my, my, uh, my, uh. Stop right there. My scale. <laughs> <laughs> battery ran no. out in my, oh, sorry guys. We lost connection. <laughs> no, no, no. but uh anyway so yeah i don't don't know much anymore i'm good though feeling good so anyway uh yeah last week on the show if you are uh hanging out with us listening we talked the crowd store showcase for september also chitty chatted about the eso live we talked celine and we did dungeon lore on wade rest sewers too and then we polished it off with a cold glass of lore lesson on joran the skull king Mm -hmm. you want to tell them what we're talking about this week yeah, so we are continuing our Dungeon Lore series this week. We are in Elden Hollow 1 this yep. week. Yep. And continuing our little mini-series on the leadership of the Three Banners War. Oh, yeah. Tonight we are talking, in our in our lore lesson, Emric of Cumberland. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, Daggerfall. 
That's right. You're That's welcome. Okay. I, I saved AD for last. I know. I know. <laughs> well, sometimes the best is last. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Shots fired. Shots fired. Hey, look who it is. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Where the heck have you been? It's been a while. I, I'm i not done. You know? He doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. I think he's at that point in his job where he's just on full-on burnout, you know? So you know what's funny is that um, when you and I are live on the show, which can be difficult sometimes, right? Because we have a show to put on. We're trying to do our best, put a show on, and every once in a while we'll make a mistake. Guess who points it out right away? Our best friends in chat. Immediately. So you're right. I realize that Antarctica is south of me. And I may have said the wrong thing. You know, Y'all I wonder, are just going to have to get it. the hell over it. You know, it's just something you got to learn in podcasting. Sometimes you just go with it and let them finish. Yeah. Full disclosure, though. I did think it was south, but I really wasn't sure because I don't live there. I don't ever go there. You go there to freeze, so, you know. Right. It's okay. There's not a whole lot of shits I give right now. I gotta I mean, be honest with you. There's not a whole much, lot of them. This much. <laughs> oh, well, right. But friends. anyway, thanks for pointing it out. Well, they like to keep right. you on your toes, you know? Yeah, they do, definitely. You know, it's better than some of the emails we get. <laughs> Speaking of emails, we got a really cool one. Yeah, we do. You want to take the lead? I do. This was more like a, uh, like a Discord message. I'm trying to fend off a Khajiit who wants to be on my lap. Anyway, we got a really cool message from Baruka, who you'll remember during Twitch ta- our second Twitch Tavern sent us a Q&A uh, message about being a, uh, having a little bit of anxiety about grouping up. Yeah. And I think Jibs and I were really quick to encourage Baruka to hop in. Oh, yeah. And just don't be afraid of it. Just hop in. So anyway, I got, I got a little message. Uh, from Discord, and I was really, really happy, and I got permission from Baruka to um, to read this. He says, you might not remember, but I'm the lore seeker who expressed a lot of anxiety grouping up, which you addressed in the Q&A portion of Twitch Tavern number two. Mm-hmm. Basically feeling like a wee little fish in a big giant pond. Well, you kindly assured me that I needed to do it anyway, and also reassured that everything was going to be okay because the lore seeker family doesn't eat its own. So I just wanted to send you an update. It's been about a month, and after a few weeks of grouping up, I've met some fellow lore seekers that I now consider real friends. I'm still relatively new to ESO, still a noob, and still making a lot of boneheaded mistakes, but my new friends are patient and kind and not exactly perfect ESO players themselves, so we all get along great. We're we're all learning and growing together. I guess this message is a thank you note. Thanks, to you and Jibs for giving me the nudge I needed to make some new friends and turn ESO from a game into something so much more rich and rewarding. I look forward to logging in more than ever before. In addition to the stories and lore to discover, my friends and I are out discovering new things together, having great adventures, and coming away with new stories to tell. Stories that are all our own. So for all of that, thank you. I thought that was really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I was pretty stoked on that. And and just to note, it's like, it's not just our community. There's tons of other communities out there that are just like ours in ESO. And don't be afraid of that content. Just like jump in. This refreshes our souls. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, it's, we love hearing stories like that. Like that, 
I think that more than anything, aside from, you know, all the great experiences and times we've been able to have already in the show's life, you know, a year and a half in, the, the thing that sticks with me is, is these stories. And I love hearing things like that. Like, I, I really don't think um, maybe a lot, a lot of you really understand, like, how much it just... Man, that's a blessing to us. We love hearing that stuff. So don't ever be afraid to send your story or, or you know, how... Um, you know, maybe Lore Secrets has impacted your gameplay or, or your time and in ESO. I mean, that's that's awesome. I love that. Right, and there's actually a, even a message in chat from Number One's Angel. Baruka, I'm one of his new friends. We are doing dungeons every night now, and yes, we would consider ourselves friends. I love you, Bar. That's so cool. Love it. I love it. Yep. Doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't it just does. get any better. Uh, we got a second one here from Steven. He says, hey, guys. Big fan of the show since you started. Real quick, what do you think of the upcoming, quote, DPS squash that we saw in the latest ESO Live? Ooh. Ooh. That is, that's a big one to dive into. That's a hot one. That's a hot, are we going to cover, we're probably going to cover that topic next week, right? Yeah, we're going to cover it next week. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm just going to say this and then we'll move on. Look, we do this, we talk, we talk about this all the time. First patch notes pass. Why are we freaking? Why are we freaking out? Why is this a thing? Just because it's know. the interwebs, and that's what we do. You know, just just relax. It's all good. We got two, at least two more passes, and then we can really, you know, then you can freak out. But right now, just let them finish. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's best you just let him finish. Just let them finish. It's all good. All right. All right. So yeah, next week, look for that. All right. Here we go. Ah. All right, well, it's time to talk the news. Okay, anyway, uh, Dragon Hold, update 24 preview. Uh, This comes to us from ESO official. All right, so this was a very, very meaty article. All right, and it's just kind of one of those things where we're just going to pull out some of the highlights of it. And, uh, again, all this will be available on our episode page at loreseekerspodcast.com if you want to read it there. Uh, which, by the way, all the lore lessons cached us, guess what? They're all there in text format. You can read them exactly how he builds them, writes them, everything right there. It's good stuff. Anyway, quote, the ancient Khajiita kingdom known as Palantine, or Tyne, lies in shambles. Devastated by a terrible plague and its purging fire decades ago, Southern elsewhere devoted, devolved, I'm sorry, into a lawless region beset by slavers, pirates, and brigands. As refugees from the surrounding land slowly making their way to the zone's capital of Sinchal, the city's new remaining defenders muster for their last stand against the chaos. However, worse things threaten the people of Pelotine, the dragons... <laughs> Free from the halls of Colossus have brought their raid south. Bolstered by a cult of worshippers known as the Order of the New Moon, they devastate the region and continue their secrets. End quote. All right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of open this up here. So, Lady CSO Live, we really got to see Southern elsewhere. So, you know, just finally getting this opportunity. I thought it was freaking awesome. It was gorgeous. And you're like, how is it gorgeous? Everything's dilapidated. I mean, there there was a plague there. I mean, you got pirates. 
it's it's pretty much everything you know if you're a star wars fan it's like you you're walking into to moss isley you know i mean it is you're walking into the cantina there it's full of misfits <gasps> palantini you can't make that parallel i'll make it all day long because i'm a huge star wars junkie i'm already excited about southern elsewhere and then you bring in moss isley i know man mm. yeah i can't we can't so, keep talking about that yeah go ahead <laughs> so i mean i know we're gonna cover the video but the video is really a lot of fun. And the fact that yep. we're going back to Central is or going back to Central. The fact that we get to see Central in the first place is what makes me so freaking excited about this. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So tons of Kajidi lore for one. Yeah. Um if you guys remember, because we covered Central in a previous lore lesson. Right. Central is one of the eight major cities in the in the entire province of elsewhere so it's the biggest settlement in, in the kinral peninsula central has a history of being incredibly influential it's a big old port city in southern tamriel right there's bazaars open markets but there's also jib's gonna like this pirates and smugglers that operate in the southern sea and nearby topol bay yeah, man. So it's a very, very freaking seedy place. Oh, yeah. So one of the things, if you watch the video, one of the things that Jason Barnes, who's the zone lead, showed off was the fact that Southern Elsewhere is in shambles during this time because it's, it hasn't been that long since the Manhattan flu ravaged the area. Right. So a lot of the area, like they tried to burn out the flu pretty yeah, they, much i took it to 11 real quick yeah they did and in doing so i mean they destroyed so much of southern elsewhere and the places and ruins now being pretty much taken over by you know bad seeds right but um in this so in the city itself in Cent in central itself that has the uh central palace and that is where let's see if jibs remembers this that is where the Akaveri Potentate Versadushaya was murdered. Nay, I say assassinated. Rumor has it, right? Uh-huh. Do you remember who did it? Wasn't it the... Uh... You got this. Yeah, wasn't it the Dark Brotherhood? I... Nope, Morak Tong. <laughs> it was the B team. I almost said the B team, but I wanted to give the A team their their shot because it, you know, they're better. No, it was the B team. So in wow. uh, in the second area, year three twenty four, Versadushai yeah. was killed in his own palace, and this was the very first, the earliest known recording of the existence of the Morag Tong. Yeah, and they ended up. The reason that they knew that it was the Morag Tong is because the Morag Tong literally wrote their name in his blood on the wall next to his body. That's pretty yeah. gnarly for them. You know, it's I'm just gonna, pretty gnarly. It's pretty gnarly. Not, not I'm Yeah, I'm sure like 200 years later, 200, 250 years later, the blood's gone. So I don't think we're going to be able to go into the palace and see where he was killed. But I, I thought that was pretty freaking cool. I mean, even if they had like, like, you know, when, Sometimes, like, when people pass away in public or something, there's, like, a... White chuck? Like, a little... No. no. Oh. There's, <laughs> no. like, a little shrine. Yeah. You know, commemorating their life, and they'll put a little picture, and that would be so freaking cool 
if they picked a spot in the palace, like, okay, well, let's say this is where he died. And they there's like, I don't know, a nice little flower vase or something there with, <laughs> with a little kitty bowl. <laughs> with a... <laughs> With a little bag of catnippers. Please, please continue. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So, so anyway, I'm gonna let you continue. Continue a with what a, a little fluffy kitty couch there where they can sit. And oh my gosh. So anyway, I, I uh, I'm very excited about Dragonhold, mainly because of Southern Elsewhere, mainly because of the main city, um, because it has this. This resonates with me on so many levels. The whole lawless vibe, the lawlessness, you know, the whole just anarchy you've got. And and then they use the the big word for me, and that's pirates. I'm that a is a big, complicated word. Oh, that is a big <laughs> word for old Jibs. And uh, I'm excited. So do you know that there is a certain title that you can get? No. What title? I watched the stream, but I didn't hear anything about a title. There are tons of new titles you can get, one of which is Pirate. What? Pirate? Yep. It's a thing. Oh. I know. Sweet. Whoa. Lord. (laughs) Did you just have a man moment? No, man. I'm so excited. Jesus. Did you need a (laughs) towel? Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'm just excited. I we can clearly see this. This is what Fair I put enough. up with on a day on a weekly basis. <laughs> sometimes daily. Come on. You'd miss me if I was gone. <laughs> so my wife always says uh, You'd miss me if I was gone. Like I would, I would. I would <laughs> I'll go clean now. I'll go I'll, I'll go. go I'll go I'll do the dish. Oh gosh. Well, yeah, I'm excited. That sounds awesome. That makes me want to make a character named Blackbeard. Blackbeard the pirate. <gasps> Are we rolling pirate characters? Yes. Did we just become best friends? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this looks awesome. It was so cool first off to see Jason or Jay on the stream. I have behind the curtain, I have been a big fan of Jay, and he has been very a very much a supporter of Lore Seekers for a very long time. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how excited I am at the idea and thought about getting him on this show. Because trust me, it's been in our minds for a very, very, very long time. And yes. So seeing him live on the show, getting his spotlight about what he's been building was awesome. And really, really stoked for him on that on that front. He, he was good. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, and he was. And we just said that about Finn, too. And we said that about Rich when he was on. But to me, that goes to show, number one, the folks that work at Zoss are super passionate about what they're doing. They really, you can see it in the oh, things yeah. that they're saying. They love 100%. what they do. Yeah. But two, they really pick the right people to do this. Oh, 100%. Because not, not only are they skilled in what they do, but they can present it yeah. to the public in a very exciting way. And to see Jason doing this on ESO Live... Without even missing a beat, he was cracking jokes. He was talking about the zone, uh, just rolling through everything. I think he died at one point. I think he got killed by um, a mountain bristleback, a big yeah. old huge yeah, freaking boar. Did you see that thing? 
Yeah. My God. So yeah, I think he got killed by a bristleback, but um, he just rolled with it, and it was it was funny, and he just nailed it. Oh my god, I'm totally man crushing. It was hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, you you can tell when there's sometimes there's people who just feel awkward, but then you can tell people who are just naturals, and there you go. Yeah, he nailed it. He did a really good it job good. on it. It was so very very good. We're so, looking yeah. forward to more from him. Absolutely. Props to Jay. Um, and also when you when you see the lead writer on there, I know I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not, I'm not even going to do say it. it. Do it. Is it uh, a Bill? No, the Bill. I forget his last name. It's it sounds Russian. I gotta look it up live on this. I think it's check. I think it's check. There's uh, a couple other things we gotta hit too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do this. Okay. All right. Yeah. Currently, Discord or Google is still saying Lawrence Schick, which we all know is not <laughs> not the case. It's not. So he's gone. That. He's gone Lawrence. now. Lawrence is gone. But anyway, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll someone will let me know in chat. I'm sure. Anyway, so here's what we do know about Dragonhold, okay? And in this whole live stream, it really was a very, very good preview of everything we're going to get to see. And if you have not seen it, go watch it. It is good, very, very good. So here's what we know: Southern Elsewhere consists of. Three unique biomes, including scorched but recovering wilds, old growth forests, and tropical grasslands. It's packed with new delves, world bosses, quests, and dragon hunts, which we actually saw the dragons flying around on the stream, so that was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dragonhold DLC boasts more rewards than any previous DLC story zone, including new titles. Oh, yo, there it is right there. Such as the much requested pirate title. <laughs> so excited. Tons of oh, new was in your own notes? Solid. I forgot I put it in there. <laughs> Tons of new collectibles, including a mix of costumes, mementos, and outfit styles, item sets, and more. Now, I don't know the set offhand, but there is a set that's a crafted set that they're they're calling the new OP PvP set. Oh, no. I think I saw that. Has Corsair something. Was it the Corsair one? Uh, I think so. Uh, it's got a crap ton of spell crit, a crap ton of pen, yeah. and it's craftable. So you guess what? You can get that light, medium, heavy. But the only problem with that set, I know you told me about it on the phone the other day, but um, when I was researching for the show, I saw it again. That set gives you a 5% um, cost increase to your abilities. Yeah, but they had to offset it with something negative because you're getting a lot of stuff. You're getting yeah. weapon and spell power, you're getting weapon and spell crit, and you're getting yeah. uh, penetration. Yeah, and I think uh, people <laughs> That's were what just she saying... Said. <laughs> people were saying just put some uh, some uh, magical recovery in your in your pieces and you'll be good. Yeah. So That's it! Bill Slavisek. Thank you very Slavisek. much, Slavisek, thank you. Thank you. See? Dang it, I, I should have let I should have let you do the pronunciation on that. I'm glad you said that first. You probably would have cut your tongue saying his last name. I wouldn't have had a tongue afterwards. That's all. You would have cut your tongue on your tooth uh, for sure. All right, there you go. Uh, next up, we got uh, Saisahan will be returning, and you will be tasked with reforming the Dragon Guard. We kind of already knew that. Uh, the Red Guard Swordmaster is not all your only companion in this endeavor, however. When you start the, sto the stones, wow, zones main story, 
A powerful and famous ally from the Elder Scrolls lore will join you. And they did not give us any hint whatsoever. Who do you think that is? You want to um, speculate? You want to take a moment? Well, there's a lot of people it could be. My personal thought is it's... Do you know how long I've been looking for you? Well, we're screwed. <laughs> I quit. I just quit ESO. <laughs> I just quit, okay, ESO? Just quit, ESO. All right. No. Um, it's got to be the Breton, dude. It's got to be. No. <gasps> no. No. Okay. We're no closing up. We're closing up the year. We're closing the story. And they've teased the dude. Like three, four times. You think so? We've talked about him. We did a lore lesson on the Breton. <laughs> it's gotta be the Breton. Alright. I don't know. If it's not, I'll, I can certainly be proven wrong, and then there you go. Cash is the idiot. But I, I, I think you're full of crap. I don't think you really think that. I'm looking at your face. It's got, And we're getting a careful no spoilers. It's already on PTS. I, I don't play PTS, so there ain't no spoilers here. Oh, yeah. That's true. By the way, if we don't yeah. play any of that. I don't wait. play that. So I so, have this is pure 100% speculation. I didn't realize that that was on PTS. I guess we shouldn't have brought that up. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, I think it could be. I also think it could be at some point we see the Viking hero return. You know? I think that one is that one's coming in the future. And somebody mentioned Lyris. I think that I think Lyris is going to be later. S what was it? Sugar Lily? Is that what he called her? Snow Lily. Lily. Snow Lily. Mm -hmm. Oh, sweet love. So that anyway. huge Nord! <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that loud? No, you didn't. Not at all. No one heard it. Dragonhold brings the year-long season of the Dragon Saga to its epic conclusion. And in addition to its typical main story quest content, Dragonhold features bonus quests that let you and your allies put an end to the machinations of the Dragon Cal Grantid from the Elsewhere chapter main story. Yeah. Quick note, to unlock the Season of the Dragon finale quests, you must complete both Elsewhere and Dragonhold main story quest lines. You don't have to complete the stories from this year's two dungeon DLCs, but you should if you want to see the whole picture. Have you done this on your Templar? Have you done it elsewhere on your Templar? No. I've only done it on my Khajiit. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I got to get back and finish that before this last part of the chapter comes out. Yeah. Um, and that was actually teased in the video. Yeah. There is an island off of the southern coast and that island has like a big biodome looking thing over the top that um, Mr. Slavisek said was called an Aegis but um, Jay said that it was uh, Zaji's party bubble so <laughs> I kind of lolled on that one but um, yeah. yeah so anyway that is the part that is going to bring together the culmination of the entire year long story and just like Jib said, you have to have done Northern and Southern Elsewhere quest lines in order to unlock that, which I like the way that they did that. And I think the reason they did that was to make sure everything flows in order. Right? That makes sense. Yes. So, you like, if you're going to come back and, you know, that's the first thing that you do, 
then you have to kind of do it in order. You can't just go to the island and end the story. And yeah, no offense to, you know, to, um, I don't know why I'm saying no offense, but uh, I agree with, with this decision mainly because, look, this was a whole season-long thing. They want to make sure you see it appropriately, which makes sense. I'm right. totally fine with that. No, you know? yeah, I, I don't mind. In the, in the, oh, man, there was another mention, too. Some of the gear set, the crafted gear sets are locked until what? you complete certain content. Yes. I like that. That's yes, funny. they are locked. You have to actually get through the story in order to see or in order to be able to craft that stuff. And that's and how you like, protect your Whoa. narrative right there. That's I how like you it. protect your narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I like so it. I think they've made some really, really good choices, including the bristleback. <laughs> that thing's freaking huge it's like a mammoth really i gotta it's take like a picture of the one mammoth. on my wall because it's as soon as i saw it and if you have a bristleback on your wall i have three bristlebacks on my wall that i hate to say this but i like to hunt so there's that and one of them actually looks like that big old giant mountain bristleback from the game i was like oh, he might be a little bigger than one on my wall but anyway i should take a picture <laughs> of that in twitter it's but yeah. like you look at it and you're like oh my god that thing's huge yeah so yeah, I was excited when I saw that. I got a little squirrely, a little girly squirrely when I saw that. You think they'll so. make that amount? Oh. That's dirty so. talk. You think so? Maybe a like a like a bristleback cub or whatever they'd be called. Uh Oh. Pet. You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say that? it. What? It reminds me of World of Warcraft now. If they're going to do the little pets wrong because my hunter in World of Warcraft had, he had a boar pet. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, this one looks way freaking better than the one in World of Warcraft does, but anyway. Mine was, mine was a, what was mine? A bear. I went full on tank there. With a dwarf. Yeah. There you go. That Absolutely. fits you. That 100%. Fits. What do you mean? To, oh, okay, yeah. All right. That's true. It fits your play style. I'm not it's saying true. that you're short. You're not. Are you, are you calling me a hunt hard? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so anyway anyway, with the very first preview that we saw with dragon hold next we got update 24's base game improvements hey zynode is in chat what's up buddy we gotta say it we we, i'm like speechless zynode thanks man that's really awesome welcome my friend if you guys don't know zynode he's an incredible content creator who is one hell of a good dude and he just came and raided us with a bunch of people. <laughs> Thank That's you very awesome. much, Zino. Nice to see you, buddy. Yeah, much love. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, so, update 24's base game improvements. Well, the first wave of previously announced performance improvements will go live with this update. This includes the first batch of changes that are... A, a memory management overhaul, which will reduce the chance of crashing from running out of memory... The first phase of combat ability performance improvements and a complete redesign. I think everyone's going to say hallelujah. A uh, complete redesign of the looking for group system. Yeah, I think the, I think all three of those things are going to be massive upgrades for a lot of people, particularly people that have ping issues and some of the people oh, yeah. that like that live in some of the, you know, outer areas where Zoss doesn't want to put servers. Yeah. Which blows my freaking mind, but... I don't know. I guess I don't know what the cost of a server is. But anyway, the looking for group system is going to be huge. So that means when you get in a group with your friends and 
all four of you are in Discord. Yeah. And somebody, you all hit the button, and then it comes back and says somebody said no. <laughs> Hopefully that's going to be going away. Because you know right. that's not the case. At least on, at least on PC, that's something that we run into all the time. Um, I know that some people brought it up too. I've been hearing a lot of chatter about um, some type of a dungeon finder for trials. No. No. Yes, I no, know. No, and I, no. I know how you feel about it, and I know how I feel about it. I, I also don't think that that should be a thing. I do really not don't. Do it. No, see, World of Warcraft did that, and I think it just screwed. It made it so freaking toxic. It's a slippery slope. Do it not is. do it. Do not do that thing. See, you're smarter than you look. Well, I'm really you know. actually, I'm pretty proud of you. Well, thank you. You know, it's just something about having a beard that, like, real men have. Not that you know anything about that. But, you know, it's something about having a beard that just makes you that much smarter. Are we going to cover this again? <laughs> We're covering the fact that my man job does not allow beards. It's your baby peach skin. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah, troubled soul. These, cha <laughs> These changes will reduce the amount of crashing, dashboarding, improve combat responsiveness, and improve the reliability and speed of the group finder. All right, so Twitch drops. Did you say speed of the group finder? Yeah. Thank you very much. Pretty stoked about that one, right? Go ahead and continue. Yeah, this next one. This one's next one's pretty important. Okay. Twitch drops for console. So here we go. We talked about this, uh, I think it was last episode, the episode before that. But uh, Update 24 also features the introduction of Twitch drops for console players. Console players will be able to earn Twitch drops for your Xbox One or PS4 account simply by watching drop-enabled ESO streams. Whew. Oh. Note. My God. Can we just say an oh my God real quick for everybody? A quick pause. What? what Twitch happened? drops for consoles. Oh. Dilly dilly. dilly, dilly. Thank you yes. very freaking much. Yes. Console love. Finally yes. getting some console love out there to the peeps who play on console. Quick note that while this edition is scheduled for Q4 2019, it might not be immediately available upon update 24 console launch. So stay tuned for announcements in the future. Point is, it's coming. I mean, and yeah. that's, you know, that's awesome. Console people deserve, I mean, we've talked about this at nauseum, but, you know, console players really deserve some love. And I'm so stoked that this, you know, is a step towards that. So kudos to them. That's awesome. It is. And, uh, you, know, I don't, you know, I don't want to say it's about time, but it, it really, truly is console up now the next big thing oh okay. the next big thing for consoles yeah give them the next content release first 100% agreed totally agree I'm sure there's about a million things that go on in the background of that and reasons why agree. that can't happen <laughs> but it right. would be really really cool to see that and to make I love hey look I play on PC a lot of my friends play on PC yeah I'll make us wait totally yep. fine with that so there you go. So next up is quite possibly one of the most awesome things to come across the wire this week. I was super stoked when I saw it because I mainly because I saw <laughs> the image and I thought, oh my gosh, this is screaming Cash and I, and we can't wait to talk about it. And that is, <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. That is introducing the new Moon Crown Crate season. This coming to us from ESO official. And, dude, I'm just going to open this up. 
uh, we're just going to kind of go through this article here. Uh, it's just a tease, really. Just a tease. So we'll, I guess we'll just do this here. Quote, seize the powerful relics and curi curious. What is that? What is that? You see that? What is that word? It's not curious. Curios. Curios. I'm call it Cheerios. Of a mysterious dragon cult with the new moon crown crates coming soon to the end game crown store. You're such a redneck. All right. Well, you know what? I'm in Indiana. That's what you're going to get. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, Gina Bruno feels the struggle here, too, because guess what? She she just she did the smart thing. She just said it starts with a P, whatever word she was trying to say. It starts with a l letter. It starts Switch. with a P, and it's interesting. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, animatically exclusive items. So, arriving this Thursday, that'd be September 19th. Guess what? Today. Within, Ooh. oh, is it today? What is today? 18th? No, tomorrow, as of this recording. Within the new moon crown crates, you can uncover a sinister collection of items to help you on your journey through Tamriel. This includes useful consumables such as XP scrolls, research scrolls, potions, and more, but brand new and returning collectibles as well. These collectibles can include, but are not certainly limited to, these wicked items. So first up, got a new moon cinch mount. Dude. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Holy shit. Yeah. I mean... It's Holy pretty cool looking. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. It it's, it's really cool just, looking. Yep. Just, this is awesome. This is everything that I just, I want to see this style. Okay, so let me, to everyone who's listening, this is probably the most sinister looking cinch they have ever made in this game for a mount. The armor, it looks like it's tattered, just ripped. It looks like it's almost mummified, but uh, it's all black cinch with, what would you even call that kind of armor? Like, what, is it just... It almost looks like the, um... <sighs> Remember the guar? I have one of the guars. Kind of frost faulty. But without okay. the frost. It's kind of, yeah. it, it kind of has like that, it's got that tattered look and I'm trying to see. I can't, you see, you can't see make side, this bigger. Yeah. You see on the side, it almost looks like it's got some kind of flag or some kind yeah, of tabardy look at. to it. Looks yeah. like a dragon, maybe some kind of serpent. Yep, it definitely looks like a like a dragon on the side of it. But it the thing is, it's a cinch with its its ears like cropped back, and then it has almost like a leather protective cover over its face. Its eyes are glowing too. Yeah, it's spooky. It is spooky. So yeah, this looks amazing. And then of course the uh, next con non combat pet cash. What's that one? Um. Well, this is a family show, so uh, it is a male chicken that's in the form of a ghost. If you follow me on Twitter, then you'll know the other name of it. That was that fun seemed to, watch. to get a lot of attention. <laughs> As us devs are all over that one, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> it's it's a ghost cack. There, uh, and I mean cackle when I say that. Yeah, that's what you meant. It's a ghost cackle. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, that's where so, my head was going. Anyway, right. So, um, yeah, it's that is they do this crap on purpose. I know they do. <laughs> there is somebody. In, okay, so the last one, <laughs> the last one that we had, yeah, 
was a big black male Don't. chicken. <laughs> oh my god. Was it not? Am I not speaking fact? Yeah, well, you are. You are 100% It was correct. exactly as I just said. And you know that they have to just be sitting back and laughing their butts off. <laughs> Check out this pet. And the whole office just roars. And <laughs> everybody buys it because who does uh. not want a big black male chicken running behind them while they're adventuring in Tamriel. Right? Yeah. So, everybody wants one of those chasing them. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Wrangler back in. That's your job. No, I, I uh, don't. let me derail this show. The more and more you said that, the more and more I pieced together what you just meant. All right. So anyway, there's yeah. that. Uh, next, we got drink from skull emote. Yeah, you're drinking from a skull tankard. It's pretty gnarly. Looks fun, and uh, would go great with the drunk personality if you're if you have that or know looks someone like who is one. rocking it. Yeah, actually, it does. It looks just like the tankard I'm drinking out of now. Isn't that weird? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> What ha- see here's my question. So in the picture in the picture there's there there's a dude and he's he's drinking yeah. out of the tankard. Looks like they're at a little camp. Yeah. But there's a Khajiit sitting on a bench and right next to him is a dude that has his his head very gingerly resting on the shoulder of the Khajiit. Well see, that's that 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 uh, Khajiit is me and the little one is you. Uh, when you're just all tuckered out from all that whiskey drinking because you're an alcoholic. I know. It's like he's holding his gut like, oh, it's about to blow. <laughs> I'm about to blow chunks. <laughs> Isn't that what it looks like to you? Like It legit looks like he's happening. sick. He's, and the Khajiit looks like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's, that's Oh, my God. Whoever does these, I'm telling you, there are some, there's messages. There's messages, my friends, and he's all the way. things these people is doing. What's the orc doing? What is that, a bone stew? What is that? Yeah, bone stew, and she's looking at that drink like, damn, I want myself. I want that. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, week, next up, we've got the Grizzly Horse Mummy Mounts. Now, if you have played elsewhere and you have earned, earned the mummified kitty cat, well, guess what? There's a horse version of it. Are you going to buy this? Nope. Nope? Nope. Not a horse guy. Not a horse guy? Oh, if it was a big that. version of my mummy Alfique that I grinded for three days to get, then hell yeah, I'd buy it. Yeah. But no, it's a mummy horse. Oh, there you go. Not into it. I'm not super into it. I'm not as into it as the, one of these things uh, further on down here. But uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Ooh. So uh, new, new Moon Crown Crates also have a chance to contain one of these extremely rare mounts not found anywhere else. First up, we got the Plagueborn Cinch. Panther mount. Yeah, he's got the he's got pneumonias. He's got the Manhattan flu. He's got something because he is snotting all out of his snout. He's, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I've got a horse that's just like this. I think it's the plagued something horse. But anyway, so if this is anything close to that, you will always have flies surrounding you. Uh, if you hit the space bar, typically you'll see like this green just gnarly looking just I don't know what disease fly out from the mount 
So there's that. But uh, yeah, this is definitely a plagued version of the first mount we just talked about. 100%. Yeah. The next so one that. is that uh, gnarly looking wolf with the, with the red eyes. And this, oh, man, he's got like a bondage mask on. That's weird. <laughs> Did I say bondage? Sanguivorian, Sanguivorian Howler Mount. Yeah, he's actually pretty cool. I like this because this brings back uh, memories of the um, Somerset, one of those bosses that you would fight. Uh, actually, it's a world boss in Clockwork. Um, Witch Doctor, or oh Black yeah, Doctor. yeah, the Plague yeah. Doctor dude. I yeah, I got the uh, costume. Yeah, thing. this screams that. Yeah. And this dude has, like, the first one, I don't know if you saw, but the first one has bugs flying all around him. Yeah. Like, gnats. And then this dude has bats flying all around him. I love this a lot. Mm. I love the mask. It's kind of like this... It's all, to me, it screams what, uh, Plague Doctor. All of these masks really do. Yeah, and, that uh, would look great during Hollowjack with, oh the, gosh, with yeah. the Plague Doctor's... Um, costume on <gasps> oh my god uh, i know yeah yeah i know uh then finally as far as mounts we have the oh i want this so bad the plain meld courser mount dude i know it's a horse but you gotta appreciate that mount yeah it's like mr ed with black leather on oh no it's more it's so good this is so good. I can't be the only one here. Chat, come on, help me out. This looks awesome. So it's this blacked out horse. He's wearing black armor. That looks very plain meldy. Uh, he's got these spikes going down the back of his mane. Down his neck. And I don't see any tail action in the back, so I don't know what's going on back there. I don't know if it's braided or what. It's there. But uh, It's just scraggly. I looks want like this your mount so bad. My beard is freshly trimmed, actually. Your beard looks like pubes. You. <laughs> Did I say, are we allowed to say that? You're I'm aware gonna... all good things go to die. You know that? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you hated me, you wouldn't call me up to do the show every week, would you? Oh, uh, I know. Finally, in addition to all the above, the new moon crown crates can also contain previously retired collectibles, including the much-loved, here you go, Wrath of Crows Polymorph. That's what oh. I was thinking of earlier. Is that supposed to be Wrath or Wraith? I don't know if you made a mistake uh, right there. I don't know. Uh, maybe Don the me. Dread Visage of this fearsome Daedra. Check that crap out. Yeah. <gasps> Man. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah. Did these come out? That's what that's what they're saying. Oh, say bye-bye to my sweet earnings for the week. I said September 19th. I hope that wasn't meant to be like no, October 19th. No, no, you're right, Dieter. Now I'm, I'm checking the iPhone right now. Yep, that's tomorrow. Well, it's launch day for our, for our show. And it's like 1,000 bank accounts screamed out in terror, terror and we're suddenly silenced at the yeah. release of these crowns. Including mine. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the preview for this crown crate season. So anyway, there is that. Now it's that time because what? guess what? Cash, what are we doing? We're going to go delving. What do you mean we're going delving? We're going to talk about Elden Hollow in our next episode of Dungeon Law. Yeah, here we go. Elden Hollow. You've wandered into the wrong hollow, my friend. Or something to that effect. Sounds like a Halloween NPR edition 
intro you're doing here. Yeah, I mean, until we talk kind of Altmerish, and then he sounds totally douchey, but that's where we are headed, friends. Because there's Thalmor in them hills, and we are sending you to vanquish them in Elden Hollow 1 on Dungeon Lore 11. Let's talk about it. Oh my god, I sound like Good Mythical Morning. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Here you go. So anyway, when you're off doing your thing, you're going, you're doing your bio break, or you're you're getting your whiskey, or your wife's yelling at you to take the trash out, and you're telling your friends that you're all, you'll be right back. Loading screen text is going while you're loading into Elden Hollow 1, and it says, When the danger-worshipping aliens were driven from Cyrodiil after Alessia's slave rebellion, many of the wild elf clans took refuge in Valenwood. One of the foremost of those clans was granted the right to excavate dwelling halls under Elden Root itself. Yes, friends, the big tree. That's where Elden Hollow is found in Grotwood, and that's called yeah. the Green Hall. Uh-huh. Um, now, there's a quest in there. Above and beyond your Undaunted quest, this one is called Ancient Remains. And what you're supposed to do is investigate wood orc activity in the ruins beneath Elden Root. Did I say that correctly? Yes, I did. There is such a thing as an as a wood orc. It's kind of like a wood elf, but it's bigger, greener, has more mean teeth and more pony ears. That is a wood orc. There you so go. Anyway, here's the story, friends. A tribe of wood orcs is protecting Cannon Reeve Oraneth in Elden Hollow. Bakara a member of the Mages Guild, wants to stop them, but can't attack the orcs directly due to their association with Canon Reeve Oraneth, who is a disgruntled member of the Thalmor. She's all, she also used to be in the Mages Guild. She's unhappy with the number of Altmer dying on behalf of the Aldmeri Dominion during the Alliance War. So looking for a way to save her people, Oraneth descends between Elden Root to launch her secret plan. But the Mages Guild knows that she's up to something, and they dispatch three mages. Bakara, Dracian Montu, and Speaks with Lights. To look into the situation and stop her if possible. Now they are unable to make any progress due to the Thalmor. So they ask for your help, because you've coincidentally stumbled into the Hollow. They ask for your help to vanquish the Thalmor and stop Cannon Reeve. Oranath's secret summoning ritual. So anyway, what are you going to face down there? Various Thalmor soldiers right off the bat as soon as you get there. Dark Fern Orcs, Stranglers, Aelits, Spriggans. And then the mini-bosses, you're going to face an ancient Spriggan, Nanesh Gromal, a Dark Fen Orior, uh, Orc Warrior. Did I say Oreo? Leaf Seether is a large Aelit. I don't know, now, <laughs> now I want Oreos. Now I want Oreos. The bosses you're going to face are Akrash Grimal, a dark fen orc warrior, Chokethorn, a giant strangler, and Cannon Reeve Oraneth herself, a Thalmor official attempting a Daedric summoning ritual. And Jib's going to cover our gear sets. Man, why everyone got to always be crazy like that? It's quite uh, Yeah, I know. All it takes is one bad day. All right, so gear sets. First up, we got light speaker. All right, this is a light armor set. Two items adds 833 spell crit. Three items, 1096 max magica. Four items, 129 spell damage. 
five items adds 450 spell damage to your restoration staff abilities. Which makes that a pretty decent starter healing set. Now, one thing that I want to make mention of right here is don't forget anything that adds spell damage also adds healing power. It's the same thing. Don't forget. Noted. Because that reminded you of this. Yes, you did. Thank you. Bar skin, medium armor set. Two items is 1206 max health. Three items, 129 stamina recovery. Four items, twenty over 2,900 physical resistance. Woo-hoo. Uh, five items reduces the duration of mobilizations and snares applied to you by 50%. When a mobilization or snare is applied to you, you heal for up to 2,000 health and restore 1,000 stamina. This effect can occur once every five seconds. It's kind of a decent little PvP set. Yeah, it is. You're getting extra yeah. health, you're getting stam recovery, you're getting a little resistance, and then you're getting um, 50% less snares. Yeah. Which kind of happens a lot in PvP. Yeah. Uh, quite often. Uh, next, you got uh, Undaunted Bastion. This is the heavy armor set. So two pieces adds 1206 maximum health. Three items up to 2,900 physical resistance. Four items up to 2,900 spell resistance. And at five items, when you taunt an enemy while you are under 60% health, you gain a damage shield that absorbs up to 13,760 damage for six seconds. This effect can occur once every 10 seconds. Good little tank set. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. You know what? That wouldn't be a, That wouldn't be too bad for entry-level PvP set. Actually, at all. All that resistance? Yeah. No, and a fat damage shield. Oh, yeah. You know, you combine that with... Uh, if you want heavy resistance, you combine that with... Um, what's the one that you and I use? Um, Shackles are fortified. Fortified brass. Yep. Yeah. Yep, there you go. Chokethorn. This is the Monster Helm set uh, from this dungeon. One item adds 129 magic of recovery. Two items. When you use a heal ability, you gave... You gave, wow, you have a 15% chance to summon a strangler sapling that heals you or an ally for up to 19,565 health over four seconds. This effect can occur once every 10 seconds. Woo. I wonder why people aren't using that more. I've heard that called for uh, more than one occasion, but it seems sporadic. Um, I mean, I, I think guess it's just more preference. I guess if you're running a trial where there's multiple healers, which I guess typically is like two, but you have a healer that's running something else, that might not be bad. But it says it heals you or an ally, so I guess you could be taking that heal from somebody else that needs it real, real badder than you. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. Anyway, talk, For- let's talk achievements, my friend. Yeah, so achievements. So you got uh, Elden Hollow 1 Vanquisher, so you're going to defeat all the bosses on Elden Hollow 1. Then you got Elden Hollow 1 Conqueror, you're going to defeat all the bosses on Vet. Then you got Cannon Reeve Reaver, defeat Cannon Reeve Oraneth in Vet Elden Hollow 1 after invoking the Scroll of Glorious Battle. That's a headache scroll, okay? Yeah, that's the one where screen goes white. Uh, next you got Veteran Elite Slayer. Defeat 100 of those in Vet Elden Hollow 1. Yep, 100 noticeable. of those things you see what I, I did there? Yep, we're just going to keep glossing that over. <laughs> glossing over that. Uh, next, we've got Veteran Dark Fern Orcs here. <laughs> Defeat 400 Dark Fern Orcs in Vet 
Elden Hollow 1. And then next up, you got Elden Hollow 1 Survivor. It's no death run. Basically, don't die during the entirety of the dungeon. And then 2, Elden Hollow 1 Assassin. It's your speed run. You've got up to 20 minutes to complete the dungeon. And timer starts when players engage the first group of Thalmor. That's the that, guy. my friends. Yeah, that's the no. guy that says... What does he say? You've entered the wrong hollow, friend. Oh, like, yeah. Eh, shut stand up. There in You're going to die in four seconds. It's like when you walked in the locker room after gym class. And everyone's standing together and they all turn and look at you. That's what it feels like to me. You went to gym class under a big tree? Yeah. In the middle of the forest? It was the 70s. An interesting time. You got a daddy named Forrest, too? <laughs> time for the Lauren lesson. My friends, continuing our series on the leadership of the Three Banners War... We are going to hit you right in the face with lore lesson number 74. This is Emric of Cumberland. We're going to start with a little ditty that came from an unknown source in the Improved Emperor's Guide to Tamriel. And it reads, King Emric of Cumberland can be rightly described as the pinnacle of Breton achievement. His youth wasn't misspent idling in a palace and abusing his servants. He learned his father's trading business counterbalanced by a regiment of sparring with the Manevia heavy dragoons. The canny Emric used his new wealth wisely, and when the horrific plague of the Manhattan flu slew the entire royal household of the gardeners, Emric was the natural choice to assume the throne, and the Cumberland dynasty was born. High King Emric of High Rock, during the time of the Interregnum, Emric of Cumberland was a Breton noble and the founder of the Daggerfall Covenant. And a bunch of people just went on fire. Oh my god, I can't believe it. The Daggerfall Covenant, you're the best. Yeah, whatever. Fun fact. The Interregnum. Now, what was that? That marks the period of time between the end of the Second Era, which was the Remen Dynasty, and the birth of the Third Empire, which became known as the Septum Dynasty. And we'll fill in the gap, because that's a pretty wide gap right there between the second and the third. We'll talk about that as we go along here tonight. So Emric was a member of the Cumberland Dynasty, which was a very prominent merchant family in Wayrest during the Second Era. Merchant family. Which means the family had incredible wealth and power in the region. Lord Pierrick of Cumberland, Emmerich's father, kept a bustling hall of business in Wayrest. It was the biggest one in Wayrest. The family's wealth and businesses took a giant leap forward when they discovered a very rich Oracalcum node in their mine. It was called the Cumberland Mine. And they found an incredibly rich Oracalcum node, which made them way more wealthy. So the family house was protected by its Cumberland Guard, and the famed Cumberland Square, which is still there, is the oldest and wealthiest marketplace in all of Wayrest. And you can visit that in-game. Emric of Cumberland was born in Wayrest in the second era, year 521. Emric was known as being quite brilliant. He was very well-rounded in tradecraft, linguistics, and speech. Always got me beat. Clearly. Sir, sorry. No, you're good. And in this one, too. 
and very adept in the art of manliness. I'm oh, sorry about that. I mean warfare. He's oh, very adept. Uh, like that's really a thing. <laughs> Want to be adept at the art of manliness? He did. I, I'm kind of kicking myself in the nuts, but he did have a pretty cool beard. I'll give him that. Anyway, huh. Emmerich's father, Pierrick, saw to it that he was trained in every single one of these areas, and he raised him to be very well versed in the ways of the world to help ensure his future success. Now, he sparred with the Cumberland's arms master every week. He spent time as a lieutenant for a merchant caravan, and he even trained with Menevia's famed heavy dragoons. And by the time he was 20 years old, Emmerich had become an accomplished battle combatant and a promising politician. Emmerich's skill in battle and negotiation would be put to the test when Dur- Durkarok... The Black Dirk. Drake, Durkarok the Black Drake, invaded the province of High Rock in the second era, year 542. Little fun fact who's Durkarok? Durkarok the Black Drake was a Reachman. He led an invasion beginning in Bankarai and ended very abruptly in blood in Daggerfall in High Rock. We'll get there. Durkarok the Black Drake quickly overtook Bankarai, and he set his sights on Wayrest. When his armies arrived at the gates of Wayrest, they did not have the siege equipment necessary to breach the walls. They did not also did not have the vessels available to attack the city via the port. So Emric was there at every single step of the way during the failed siege. But even so, the failed siege lasted for 57 freaking days. That's a long time. Now, Dirk Rocket decided, we're done. He decided to end the attempt, and instead, he moved his forces towards Daggerfall. Well, Emmerich was not stupid. Emmerich, being very adept in the ways of battle, knew that Daggerfall was a secondary target. And as soon as there was a disengagement of battle at his own gates, he knew where the battle was headed. So he set some plans of his own. Emmerich came to Daggerfall's aid, and he and his forces cornered the Reachman army just as they reached Daggerfall City's walls. Emmerich and his forces relentlessly cut down the Reachman, and Durkarak the Black Drake was slain at the gate by Emmerich. Ooh, movie style. All yeah, right. definitely movie style. Now, sometime after this thwarted invasion, Emmerich gained quite a bit of fame, and the Daggerfall Covenant was formed to defend against foreign threats. So that was formed between the Bretons and the Red Guard. But we're missing one, and we will get there. The kingdom of Wayrest would continue to live in peace for a time. But shortly thereafter, the Nahatan flu struck down the entire royal family of Wayrest. Everybody except for Emric survived, in the royal family at least. And the kingdom was left leaderless. Now luckily, Emric had proven his worth during, the, during his formative years, and upon his family's untimely death... Emmerich was the natural choice to lead the kingdom. 
So he was crowned king. But the king needed a queen. So King Emmerich initially selected Rael. She was the princess of Shornhelm. However, King Emmerich later changed his mind and chose Mariah, the princess of Sentinel, despite his promises to Shornhelm. Emmerich felt a union between the kingdoms of Daggerfall and Hammerfell would prove very beneficial for all. But King Ranser of Shornhelm, which was Rael's father, felt quite differently. Sounds like an episode of soap operas. It's just a little more bloody than that. It's a little more bloody than blinding light. Oh, okay. guiding light? That's the one. I clearly do not watch those stupid-ass shows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Derail. Anyway. So let's talk a little bit about Rancer's War. You can kind of see where it was going. King Rancer was not a happy man. The King Rancer of Shornhelm was so enraged at King Emmerich, he refused to attend the wedding of Emmerich and the Princess of Sentinel. Kind of get that. I kind of yeah. get it. He totally dissed his his daughter. Yeah. So, yeah, Papa Bear kind of comes to life when that happens. So I get that. Anyway, a civil war between the Daggerfall Covenant and the Kingdom of Rivenspire would very soon result. Rancer's very formidable forces would lay siege to Wayrest shortly after the wedding. It's like, no, dude, you ain't going on no honeymoon. You ain't going to Sandals. We's going to have a little fight. (laughs) No honeymoon suite for you. King Emmerich uh, would lead the defense of his city, and he and his Cumberland Guard were very successful in thwarting Rancer's ground troops and his naval armada. See, Rancer was a little bit smarter than the Reachman. Because he knew he could attack from two directions in Wayrest, and he sent a naval armada. But Emmerich's forces were just stronger. Pushed them all the way back to Rivenspire. But Rancer's forces were not completely defeated at this point. Now, a little side story. Sometime before the siege, King Emmerich had befriended Kurag Gro Bagrak, an orcish mercenary hailing from Rothgar. Now, the two bonded so readily that they eventually became very close, if not best friends. Right? Right. So King Emmerich would offer Kurog, who was recently named the leader of his large orcish clan, a very lucrative offer. King Emmerich asked Kurog to help Emmerich defeat Rancer. In exchange, new lands in Rothgar would be given to the orcs, which would assist them in rebuilding Orsinium. Who the Bretons had helped raise <laughs> just a few years before that. <laughs> Anyways, I guess we'll sorry about all that that happened earlier, but we're going to help you rebuild your land. Just do this one favor for me. This is the last thing, and then you could be out. So anyway. What ended up happening is Kurog accepted... And he and his orcs defeated Rancer and his armies quite readily. Now of this friendly favor, the Greater Daggerfall Covenant was born. And this was in between the Bretons of High Rock, the Red Guard of Hammerfell, because obviously he had just married into it. Emric had just married into the Red Guard. But now the orcs of Orsinium, 
were also part of this very unlikely trio. So with the hopes of defeating the Empress Regent Clivia Tharn and reestablishing the, em- the empires of Tamriel, the Daggerfall Covenant soon joined the fray known as the Three Banners War. Yeah. Little fun fact. Although the leadership was in his family, King Emmerich had a very dry and shrewd sense of humor, and he was known for being very, very impatient and sometimes rude. As an example, at the meeting on the island of Sturk in the main Elder Scrolls online questline, Emmerich refers to King Yorin and or King Yorin the Scald King and Queen Aren as quote a snow barbarian and an adolescent female. He's a dick, 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 dick. Directly to their faces. <laughs> well, takes a big set of brass ones to be a good leader sometimes, I'm just saying. So. Now, the years to follow would be wrought with struggle and negotiation for King Emmerich. He never really had it easy, even though he's a very skilled leader. So, he's had to face stolen relics in Stormhaven, questline. Daedric threats and further infighting within Shornhelm, quest lines. And King Emmerich would continue to pave the way for a new era of prosperity despite all of this in his home of Wayrest. However, much of the history of Emmerich of Cumberland is unknown after the events of the Second Era Year 582, our timeline of Elder Scrolls Online. We don't know what happens to him afterwards. But what we do know is that when he dies, he's succeeded by his Breton Redguard son, who sounds like a freaking insane mix. Like, right. well done. Yeah. Yeah. But the remaining members of the Cumberland dynasty would eventually be assassinated for unknown reasons and by an unknown foe, and replaced by the Horley dynasty, and then soon after, the Septums which would usher in a new era. Dude. I'm just going to call the B team right there. They probably had a writ. Yeah, it had nothing to do with Morrowind, though. That's true. That's true. Anytime you say Septum, it's always going to be a punchline. Like, that's... You know, that's... Yeah. That's eye candy. I, if, if it's not, then... I don't know. Maybe you didn't really play Oblivion very much, but... When I hear septum, my my, oh, yeah. my my eyes perk up. Yeah, so for sure, that was really really good. Well, thanks, buddy. I love I really doing don't these things, like man. That they, guy, but they're fun. Yeah, oh yeah, you do a really good job. I, I really don't like that guy, but that was really good. <laughs> <I> really <don't. laughs> he's, he's a little hoity-toity, even for a Breton. Yeah, yeah he's just yeah. He does have a little Altmer in him. Uh, just yeah, saying. Yeah, he does. He does. You know, fun fact, uh, on Twitter, when we were doing the uh, Twitter Top RPG, where basically the people could vote and craft their own quest line all on Twitter, uh, they stole his crown. Just saying. So, yeah. Well. Anyway, good job, buddy. Thank you. Good job. All right, everybody. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Lore Seekers. And if you did, we hope that no matter where you're tuning in from, that you leave us a review. But for every five-star review that we get here on iTunes give you a shout out with some love here on the show 
All right, so the first one up, uh, actually the one we got this week is from Ash Darkthorn of USA. He says, I just found the Lore Seekers while searching for ESO podcasts, and it got me hooked right off the bat. I got to listen to it as I would drive the kids to and from school, and they were also addicted. Now my whole family is a Lore Seekers family, and we could not be happier. Oh my gosh, thanks, Chips and Cass, for all the stuff you do. Oh, man. That is so cool. That melts my heart and makes me want to do that a little bit more. (laughs) Oh, that is so cool. Thank you so much for that review. That is awesome. Sorry if we let anything slip in front of the kids. We love you. Love you long time. That was good. Uh, and that's it. So special shout out to, uh, let's, oh, you want to take these first two? Yeah. First so two we, we have a few, we have some shout outs here. And the first one is that, um, if you are downloading this show on Friday tomorrow, which is Saturday, September 21st at 7 PM EST, we are having the state of the guild stream for the lore seekers guild on all platforms right here on twitch.tv forward slash lore seekers podcast. Come and find out what your guild or potentially your guild is going to be up yeah. to in the coming months and into 2020. Now you don't have to be a lore seeker to watch what's going on. We're going to have a guild event after that. Jibs and I are going to be mixing it up with uh, all of our friends at the lore seekers guild. And yep. maybe it'll interest you in joining us. That's uh, right. Second of all, we are going to UESP. Next Monday, on the 23rd, Uh myself and Jibs are going to be joining the hosts of the UESP podcast, which I'm super freaking excited about, because they're our source for lore. So we're going to be on their podcast, on their live stream. Stream begins at 9 p.m. EST. I'm excited about that. I've yet to really talk to any of them, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so if you're if you're unaware of what that is, that is the uh, unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, and they are basically a wealth of knowledge for everything Elder Scrolls, and they are 100% my go-to for our lore lessons. Yeah, it's really, really well done. Right. When I think of, that's, actually, when I go through Google, that's the site I do prefer. Really, really well done, so... Uh, yeah, there's that. And then a uh, special congratulations to ShimmerVids uh, on Twitter. Very much part of the SO fam. She just celebrated the birth of her baby boy. Oh. Yeah. Congratulations, Dude, Shimmer. it brings me... I'm not kidding you. When I hear about babies, I'm such a wuss. It makes me freaking misty. Does it? Yeah. Every you, you time. Got a, you got a little shimmer going on in your eyes. I do. It makes me misty. Maybe I should grow a beard. That's a, that's the dad's in us. That's what that is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you can call us 765-382-6961. Anytime, 365, seven days a week. Put your stuff on in. Maybe get on the show, okay? You can also email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're looking to join the official Lore Seeker Guild and or a really community, meet Lore Seekers from all over the globe, you can do so. Go to loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. Got to download Discord. It's a little app. Uh, join our Discord server. There'll be a link there for you. And apply by typing slash apply and apply to Guild Channel. You can find this show wherever podcasts are free. So, you know, if you're using an app and there's free content, guess what? We'll be there. We give our stuff away for free. You can take it all. We love you a long time. 
For even more Lore Seeker content, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Lore Seekers, and our official website, loreseekerspodcast.com, which we just launched our brand new merch shop. We're going to be continuing to add more things in the coming days and weeks. So yeah, it's all there. Uh, Cash, where can they follow us? You can follow us on Twitter. You can catch Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can find myself at Lore Seeker Cash, and the cash is with a K. But most importantly, for the biggest info, follow the show. On Twitter, we are at Lore Seekers Cast, Instagram at Lore Seekers, and right here at our home on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Lore Seekers Podcast. Friends, we hope you have a great week in gaming. You stay safe, you stay awesome, and most importantly, be good to someone this week. We love you. Dilly dilly! Dilly dilly!